You trained me with weapons of warfare worship. I believe we had that this morning. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You empower me for victory with your wraparound presence. He wraps around you. The Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. He's moving through the earth. And he's got a plan and purpose, and he's more involved in your life than you know he is. We keep waiting for him, and he's, uh, he's waiting for us. He, did he just invade us this week, change things around? But isn't that just life? My empty barn got invaded. There's horses out there. They need to be rescued from a storm, they said. And we'll just see how God's fishing in that pond. God's, he's moving. He's just uh, getting all the players in place and he's putting in us the things. In fact, it's already in us. He's trying to give us the revelation. He's trying to get us from here to here so we'll know how to really just allow him do what he wants to do. And I want to start with a very familiar passage of scripture this morning, which is in uh, Joshua. I want to read a few verses out of that. We'll start with verse uh, 5. You know, uh, Moses died and uh, Joshua's been given uh, probably two or three million people and saying, now, son, go lead them. Think about that. So you know why the Lord was speaking to him. No man will be able to stand before you, Joshua, all the days of your life. You know, there's only one incident where Joshua didn't, where he made a mistake. And that mistake was he just didn't ask the Lord what to do. He thought he knew. He went by what he saw. Oh, doesn't the word say we're not to walk by sight? We're to walk by faith and not by sight. He walked by sight and caused a few problems. Just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give the people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Some of you need to possess the land so your ancestors will walk in it. If you possess, Your kids won't walk in it if you don't possess it. Don't shout me down. You've got to possess it. There's things for you to possess, just like Joshua had a land to possess. God says, I'm giving you a land of milk and honey. He's a big tricker sometimes. They got over there, it's full of giants. The first thing they did, they said, okay, you got to go take this city. Just walk around it, and then I'll take it. Can you imagine them with fear and trembling? They walked around it, but they took it, didn't they? Only be strong, verse 7, and very courageous. This is a day and time to be strong in the Lord and be courageous. We've got to take the hills that God has given us. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Let me say what the Word of God commands us, leads us to do today. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Well, we could talk about the right or the left pretty easily in this day and time. So be careful. 
so that you you can't put too much trust in the right or the left. You better trust in the Lord. <clears throat> this <clears throat> this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. <clears throat> so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you may prosper, your way may be prosperous, and that's more than money. That's every area of your life. You'll be successful. Then you'll have success. Have I not commanded you? <clears throat> How important is the Word of God to you? What priority do you put on that? Uh, is it a privilege or duty? We may start out as a duty. Most habits we pick up, we, we try to start if we're making a change. But isn't it a privilege to get to read God's word and his instruction that he didn't leave us just alone. How important is the word of God in your daily life? We must make knowing and reading the word a daily priority. How can we grow in knowing God without knowing his word? I mean, we'd just be wandering around. How can we obey without knowing the Word. Joshua, you know how much Word he had? He had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, because Moses had written them. Probably the book of Job was probably written. It was the first written book. And we've, we've got 66 books. But you know what? He had at times the Spirit of God leading him because God was speaking to him. But we have an indwelling Holy Spirit of God that's with us continually to guide and lead us if we'll get to know him and learn to listen to his ways. So we're better equipped than Joshua was in that day and time. Psalms chapter uh, 1 verse 2 says, But the... His delight is in the law of the Lord. In His law, He meditates day and night. We've got to just get to know God. Don't, don't be afraid of God. He created you. He's got a, he loves you. He's not mad at you. He loves you. I think you'd know it if He's really mad. But how many times have you heard someone say, or you've said it, Probably someone confessing they'd made a big mistake. Oh, well, you know, no one's perfect. I mean, that excuses us. But I'm going to read you a verse. Have you got a favorite verse? John, what's your favorite verse? 3 John 2. What is it? Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Amen. Is anybody's favorite verse Matthew 5 48 I would have bet money on that and I don't bet how many times Bobby Connor said you know years ago 
He said, oh, Lord, there's no one like you. And he said, the Holy Spirit said, and isn't that a shame? How about that verse? Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And you know what? We just wiped that out thinking no one can be perfect. Would God ask you to do something you can't do? Chris, you ask those boys to do something they can't do? They may think you can't, but <laughs> they can do it. They can do it. I mean, that verse is just a challenge. There's a lot of verses that challenge us. You had not heard anybody preach on that word. Be you perfect as he's perfect. It's a challenge. Listen, the word of God is a challenge. And Leonard Ravenhill, <clears throat> he's gone to be with the Lord. His son preached here for us years ago. We had a, I forgot his first name, but he preached like Sunday through Wednesday one time. David, David. thank you, Dixie. Leonard Ravenhill said, we live in a day when we're more afraid of holiness than we are of sinfulness. We're more afraid of holiness than we are of sinfulness. I, I just think that's such an interesting thought. And, and I kind of agree that it's true. That oh, See, we're still that old thing. I'm just a worm. I'm a nobody. I'm a sinner. Let me, let me help you this morning. Let me remove that from your life. If you, and if you are, if you've never been born again, that's who you are. But if you're born again, the Word of God says you're a saint. Now, that's hard for some of you to swallow. You think you're an ain't. <coughs> God thinks more of you than you do. And I know that's a process for us to get our heads turned around. I've, I've told you the story. Norm France preached here, Don Weber they both called me out as an apostle years ago, early 90s. But I couldn't go there yet. Some of you are that way with how God feels about you. You ought to believe he's your favorite child. Favorite child. You need, you need to believe that. That's who God says you are. Leah... Put up that uh, Psalms 5, verse 3. That's just part of a verse if you got it. It reads this way out of the Passion. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon your heart. Lord, let the fire of God fall in here. But listen, he's here. They didn't have the Holy Spirit that we've got living within them. He's here. We need to believe that. that he's not just here. He lives here. He lives within you. John 8, 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Listen, he said, Jesus brought up the word. Continue in my word. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We bless the Lord. 
But ever, ever since Calvary, ever since Jesus Christ went to the cross, since that time, since that time we maybe if we most of us had to repent of our sins or ask God to cleanse us and accepted Jesus after that time of asking Jesus into our Lord and at that time most of us came in as just knowing him as a savior we didn't know much about the lordship depends on maybe what kind of a denomination you grew up in but since that time these verses have been true Colossians 1:27 says Christ in you say Christ in you tell your neighbor Christ in you the hope of glory Christ is in you Christ in you the hope of glory and here's uh, another one what about Galatians 2:20 I have been crucified with Christ nevertheless I live but yet not I but Christ lives in me say Christ lives in me in the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. But Christ, He's internalized. He's within us. Amen. He's in us. Yes. See, we, we've got to believe that these things are true. We'll never go on and grow in these things without fundamentals. I've had... I've did little clinics at the barn, schools, and people would come. They'd bring old Thunderfoot that didn't know anything and ride him. And they'd after about the second week, they was ready to put slider shoes on him, Jake, Jess, and have him slide 20 feet. Well, you know, after about a year, we could maybe do that. But you never get away from the fundamentals. You've got to know the fundamentals you've got to learn to march in step you've got to learn to walk with god that's why first thessalonians 5 23 is such a great verse and it talks about our three-part being may the god of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit so you've got a spirit you had a spirit you get saved you get a born again spirit you have a soul, that's your mind, will, and emotions, that's your innermost being, and you live in a body. We just know one another usually about our bodies. But he said that they'd be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That your spirit, soul, and body would be complete. Would be. It kind of sounds to me like at the start it might not be that way. Maybe we're not born. Well, we're, we're born innocent. And then we choose with our will to go God's way or other ways. And for most of us, we go some other ways. And when we come to God, it's a process sometimes of getting rid of some of that stuff that we took on that we wish that we hadn't. So when you got saved, <coughs> pardon me, your spirit got saved. Your soul didn't get saved. And if, you'll be, if you're honest, I know you are, you know your body didn't get saved. You know it didn't. Your will didn't get saved. 
you have, and if you make a decision this morning, Lord, I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing that I'm going to walk with you. Now, don't will, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that. I'm going to change. Oh, that's just your flesh. That is just flesh. And we all know that's a New Year's resolution that might last all day. Maybe. <laughs> On a good day. On a good day. But see, that, that's where we're at. David's been teaching on this. He'll teach on it in a couple of weeks. Here, uh, some more. But here's another verse for you. 1 Corinthians 2.16 For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. See, we talk about, I'm a saint. I have the mind of Christ. I was a sinner, but Jesus saved me. Now, I can will to go back into sin. I can. You can. We have to will not to. That's why we have to renew our minds. That's that mind, will, and emotion. We've got to get that changed. Because that old mindset, it'll just do this. I've been listening to Andrew Womack. I listened to a message of his. And he told this story. He was in a conference preaching several days. And he said, there was a lady on the front row said the seat could hardly hold her. She was just jumping up and down. She was so excited. And about the third day, he said, I called her up. He said, I want to know your story. Yep, yeah, God, last week I got saved, she said. And that blankety blank, 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 blank. And she just said she laid out cuss words. I don't even know what they were. And he said she'd stop and she'd go on. And he said, I didn't stop her. And afterwards, people said, someone came to him, I believe, said, why didn't you deal with that? He said, her heart's more right with God than yours is. She just don't know the difference. She just doesn't know. He wasn't going to squish her. He said, I was back there a year later. She come apologized to me. said, why didn't you stop me? He said, I knew you'd learn. Listen, you got to get people time to learn. John led a lady to the Lord the other night. It'll take her a little while to learn. We're all in a learning process. <clears throat> but he's already put inside you everything you need. You've got everything inside you that was in Jesus Christ when he walked on the earth. Everything. We just hadn't got it transferred from here to here to coming out here because we've got so much of that old that it's still, mm, I don't know if I should do it or not. Come on. It's funny because you're guilty. I know. I've walked in it most of my life. I told you. Yes, the old things are falling down. Don't worry about it. It's just change. It's change. It's time for a new sign. You know, I had the thought a while ago, we really, we're going to get that new sign we got out front about the apostolic center rising. We're going to get it framed. Maybe we need to put it up here. Time for a change of some kind. 
I don't know if Byron can fix it again or not. But listen, if you would believe, he's put it inside you. Your spirit man knows everything that was in Jesus is inside you. We, we can talk about that verse that says, as he is in the world, so am I. But I'm a little short on doing what he did. Come on. You know why? We won't put the effort into it of knowing and believing what God says. That's why it's a faith walk. My dear friend Anna in Switzerland, you know, they're working on some things. She's growing in the Lord. And I gave her a bunch of faith scriptures yesterday to work on. Sweden, where did I, I say? Okay, wherever she is. <laughs> Sweden. But we've got to put the Word of God in us. God is doing everything you're believing Him to do. And you're believing, well, this might not work out. It's the sixth, and this money will not last till the first of March. Come on. That will get you... <clears throat> maybe through next week, and then it's going to be two or three bad weeks. You've got to believe that within your spirit, it's there. God put it there, but we're lazy. We won't pay the price. <clears throat> Why are some people more anointed than others? Why do they? Do? Some people have paid a price to learn and 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 study. But the biggest thing is just finding and making the time. To hang out with the Lord. Get to know the Lord. You've got to know Jesus. You, how can we be led by the Holy Spirit of God? Colossians uh, 2, 9 and 10. For in Him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. In Jesus, the deity is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Everything dwelt in Jesus. And in Him, you have been made complete. It didn't say you're going to be. It says you have been made complete. And He is what? Head over all rule and authority. He's in charge. He hadn't changed. What are we going to do with it? See, we pray so many pitiful prayers. Oh, God, if you don't come through, where are you, Lord? We even, I think we're even wrong, I'm, and I've been wrong, and just, and we've prayed, oh, let the Holy Spirit come down. He's either here or He's not. If He's in you, if He's in me, He's here. We pray a lot of prayers like that. We do. Oh, God, would you? Empower me to be who you've called me to be. I did my part. Look in your spirit. It's there. You have a part to play in this. Go back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Do not be conformed to the world. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. It won't work with just putting the Bible under your pillow. 
You may have to read it. But I am convinced. I'm convinced that he's put it in us. Amen. We've got to find our way. We've got to be led by him. Amen. We've got to be joined to him. We've got to know we're walking on the path he has for us. This young man just got his CDL. He's ready to take the road. But then, first part of January, his father passed. So he needs to stay home and help take care of his mother now. But, I mean, it's changing. God's going to work out what Russell needs. I mean, we all run into things just like that. There's change. We think we should do that. And then sometimes it just, the timing's not right. But we've got we've to know the word. <clears throat> I think we've still got some books back there on Psalms 91. And of course, you can read Psalms 91 pretty easily. But it, there's so much in that psalm. And Psalms 91 starts out, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I had trouble getting started on that memorizing it but let me tell you he who dwells and i'd had trouble remembering what that next word was secret place well i got to thinking about it where is a secret place you've all hid somewhere or been somewhere kind of a secret place i think about it like that lord i want to stay in that secret place with you You can live there, whether it's at work or at home. Wherever you're at, you can find that secret place. That's where you get to really know Him. Then you can bide under the shadow of the Almighty. I love that. Those last three verses of that, because you love me, therefore, he said, I'll, I'll set you aside. I'll lift you up because you've known my name. That verse 15 says, this God speaking says, he'll call upon me in time of trouble and I will answer him. I will rescue him. He's rescued me many times. I will honor him. I'll satisfy him with a long long life and let him see my salvation these are biblical promises that are for us today no plague will come near your dwelling it's in there i'll let the angels just pick you up in their hands in case you stumble over a stone you'll trample the lion and the cobra that's what the word of god says about you and i but you know what? We've got to believe that. And you maybe you start out your day tomorrow. You get prayed up. You read some of your verses. You, I don't know how much you need to read. You just grow in that. And you start out. And you may make it an hour or two before you kind of run out of spiritual gas. But you get back in that secret place. Maybe the next day you'll go further. But there's things that come at us to stop us. There's always, fear always pops up somewhere. 
You need to know Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I am your God. I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you in my righteous right hand. What's his righteous right hand? It's Jesus. That's who he's, what he says he'll do. See, he's doing his part. We've got to apply ourselves to know his part. We've got to, Romans 12, 1 again says, your reasonable service of worship is to present yourself to God as a living sacrifice. You see a sacrifice, you tie yourself to the altar and set fire to it. You let him say, God, it's here I am. You can do with me whatever you want to do. Because I know you will increase your kingdom in and through me as I die to me and let you do what you want to do. Then that verse doesn't sound quite like it did. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. See, he's got a plan and purpose to all this. I heard Peter Lord say at Emmanuel Baptist Church probably 50 years ago, he put his foot up on a rail and he decided maybe I shouldn't do that. Some old sister probably paid for that and thinks that's wrong. But he said, do you think a holy God will come to live in you and not make you holy? The answer is he will. He is. He's making us more like him. See, when his spirit within us, there's an interchange. I was in a business thing years ago. And he talked about the definition of success was a progressive, worthwhile process. We've all, we've all they say it like this, we've all got a fuse. Some people's got a short fuse. They get saved and they just, their glory, hallelujah, right quick. Others kind of got a longer, drier, soggier fuse that takes longer. But <clears throat> what I'm saying, when the, with the Holy Spirit within us is making changes from the inside that eventually manifest in our flesh through the outside because we're a three-part being. But I challenge you today to believe the Word of God, to believe that He is who He says He is, that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And whatever's not of faith is sin. It's displeasing to Him. But I challenge you today, let's just let Him be who He wants to be. And you know what? Everybody around you is not going to do it the way you think they ought to do it. And he didn't stop that lady with her blah, 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 whatever it was, you know. He knew God was big enough to handle that. He's big enough to handle me. He's big enough to handle you. Now let's worship him. Let's stand and worship him. Now let's believe. And if you need God to do something in you, if you need some help this morning, help is here. Regardless of what your need is, 
Help is here. We're to help one another. We're to encourage one another. Whatever he's reminding you of this morning, just deal with that. Just let him be Lord. Listen, when he's Lord, you don't have trouble praising him. You don't have trouble looking him right in the face and just saying, Jesus, I love you. Or Father, I love you. You have no trouble doing that because you're in his presence. You're his child. J. Tom has no trouble believing mom and dad or grandma loves him. We just need to believe father loves us that way. We're his idea. If you need to, the one that made you is the one that can fix you. So just come back to him this morning now. Come on. Come on. Just come. We bless you, Lord. We thank you that you've equipped us. Thank you that you've given us your spirit. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. through a storm but I won't go down I hear your voice you cannot stop a storm if you're not in peace in the storm you won't stop it you gotta get peace The altars are open. You want God to do everything. You need to make a move. It's your turn. You've fussed and cried about things not right in your family, in your home, your job. Why don't you come do something? Why don't you get broken before God and let Him see what He'll do? Maybe you need to take your hands off some things and see what God will do. We bless you. Men, it's easy for the women to come. They'll obey. Yes, 
Her lady wife. know who I am. I Isn't that a great line? I'm already loved more than I could imagine and that is enough oh, I'm already loved I'm already chosen I know who I am I know who I am I know what you've spoken I know what you've spoken I'm already loved I'm already loved More than I could imagine More than I could imagine That is enough That is enough It's enough for me I'm already loved I'm already chosen I know who I am I know, I know what you've spoken Know who I am. He wants you to know who you are. And who you are in Him. You're mighty. You're wonderful. You're forgiven. You're empowered. Just don't leave carrying some burden. But you need to leave here. Don't leave knowing I'm forgiven. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation, no condemnation. Well, what the Lord say to you this morning? Somebody ought to be able to say, God did this. He took this off or he showed me this or that. Amen. Good word. Amen. That sign hangs there all the time and it's only fallen down twice on Sundays. Any other word? 
Amen. Amen. Come on, Byron. What's the Lord saying? Twelve, and the Lord said to me, "You have seen correctly, for I watch over my word to accomplish it." But really, digging in further, he goes up to if you go up Jeremiah one verse four, and if you don't mind, I like to read read through verse ten. It says, "The word of the Lord came to me." It says, "I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet." to the nations. But I protested, Oh no, Lord God. <clears throat> Look, I do not know how to speak since I am only a youth. Then the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth, for I will go with you. I will go everywhere I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to deliver you this is the, the Lord's declaration. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. See, I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to demolish, to build and to plant. Amen. Amen. Good word for a man with fearless on his shirt. David, any words? Anyone else? Pastor put up the scripture, Thessalonians 5.23. <clears throat> and I'm going to read 23 and finish in the 24th verse. Now may the God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 24 says, faithful, faithful is he who called you, and he will do it. Men, remember 7 o'clock tomorrow night? Amen. Lord, I thank you. Your word never returns, returns void. Thank you for bringing our guests today, Lord. We bless them. And we just thank you, Father, that you meet with us. Thank you that you've made us more than conquerors. And we go in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.